0: Inside Chicago Government
1: Welcome to another episode where we listen to and hear about Chicago Government. I'm Dave Glowett. In this episode, we're going to take a listen to Chicagoans who spoke at a recent series of budget town halls organized by the administration of Mayor Lori Lightfoot. The administration held five of these budget town halls in September and October of 2019. I attended two of them. Now let's listen to some of the single issues that were raised by a bunch of people and some of what I think are the more remarkable or notable ideas. That Chicagoans had about how to raise revenue for a city that's apparently strapped for cash. Other ideas people had were on how to cut costs in the face of what Lightfoot has said is a looming 2020 budget shortfall of nearly a billion dollars. One issue that a bunch of people addressed was what to do about the city's anticipated $30 billion pension obligations.
0: I'm not looking to necessarily take away what's earned or what, what is out there for certain people, but corporate America did away with pensions. Most of them did almost two decades ago. We need to be able to get Social Security back. This isn't only for city. It's state as well. This business of not putting it to Social Security is just nonsense. That needs to come back. Convert pensions to 401K plans, and we need to get a constitutional amendment now to be able to do this.
1: Another subject that many speakers talked about was tax increment financing. On January 1st, 2019, there was $1.51 billion in property taxes sitting in the TIF accounts. Mayor Lightfoot, you were elected on a promise to bring a new day of justice, integrity, transportation, and accountability to Chicago. And you have an unprecedented opportunity to make a fabulous start on these promises by ending Chicago's broken and unjust TIF program. <laughs> and emptying the TIF piggy bank, which is nothing more than an unregulated slush fund. In addition, we call on you to cancel the two racist and corrupt super-TIFs rushed to the city council in the waning days of the manual administration. The Lincoln Yards Project and the 78 Project were gifted with $2.4 billion of public subsidies, which include $800 million in finance fees. Another issue that speakers brought up how the city's new budget should provide for an increased level of mental health services. My question and concern is about the Chicago casinos, especially because the five proposed sites are located in predominantly African-American communities. African-Americans and Latino-Americans have a higher risk of gambling problems. We don't have enough mental health clinics in the community or clinicians to do what this upcoming problem. Do you have anything to address this? And are you willing to have a community benefits agreement to whichever proposed site is selected? Another issue that came up repeatedly was that of affordable housing.
0: I want to emphasize the need for the mayor to follow through on her campaign promise to create a dedicated revenue stream to address homelessness in Chicago. I experienced homelessness for six years before receiving a housing voucher from a pilot program two years ago. Before being housed, I found it very difficult to find and work a job at all because of the great difficulty in finding and keeping a job in that state of living. Friends I have left behind on the streets are not only still homeless, but many are in a downwardly spiraling, deteriorating state as well, as homelessness greatly exacerbates any health or personal problems one may have already had before or that they may acquire after becoming homeless. The housing-first method of homelessness policy, that is providing housing and wraparound services to the homeless first and foremost, is not only the most effective in bringing positive results, but it is also the most uh, cost-effective to the public purse. To leave the homeless on the street is three times more expensive than to provide each homeless person with an apartment and a caseworker in large part because of the uncontrolled and unchecked compounding of health problems of the homeless and the otherwise unnecessary law enforcement procedures and actions against them. Recently, the mayor said that the real estate transfer tax should be used to fill the budget deficit, which is not in line with their commitment during the campaign to use the resources for homelessness and affordable housing. Before this administration, it seemed the homeless couldn't be housed because still other priorities took precedence. Tomorrow, there will be still another reason why we have to have different priorities and abandon the homeless to their fate on the streets.
1: Another concern that speakers raised was simply the cost of living in Chicago.
0: I'm one of those middle class people that people talked about where our income's been flat. I've lived in the city my whole life, and we're looking at leaving, which is heartbreaking. And it's because we have a disconnect. I have the unions and the city people talking about raises and things people are getting. We got a 2% raise. I don't know what my health insurance is going to cost us this year. And my property taxes go up. And it's really emotional and really frustrating when people say we can tax the middle class and we can tax the wealthy. That number is going to keep dropping because the people that we're going to tax the most can just leave. We have to come up with a plan to leave. And nobody wants to leave their homes.
1: Some speakers noticed, as I do. Lots of city workers out on the street working on street or water projects and don't seem to be very busy. I was disturbed to see when I wanted to have my curb fixed out in front to have one person digging while six people were standing there watching him. And I'm sure that the woman who was standing in front of me is a very good city worker, and there are many that are very good, and I'm sure these people have their jobs. But I was wondering what you were planning to do to make city workers more efficient. After all the town halls were done and the city completed an online survey about the 2020 budget, the city summarized all the input that folks gave. And there is a link on the description to this episode at shygov.com if you'd like to see that summary. That's a wrap for this episode. Listeners, as always, if you have questions or comments or suggestions for future interviews, you can get those to us a number of ways. You can email us via comment at shygov.com. That's C-H-I-G-O-V dot com. And on Twitter, you can reach us at i I'm Dave Glowitz. Thanks for listening.